Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Be Here for a While. How you guys doing? Well, I mean, if you're not in LA or New York, I'm guessing, are you guys out of quarantine? I was going to say, like, how's quarantine going? But I feel like a lot of you birds have been let out of your cage and set free. And frankly, I am jealous. How is it? What's life like on the other side? Um, but maybe not. I don't know how. It, I feel like it changes every day. Like, I feel like even in um, L.A. County and I'm here in the desert at my parents' house in Riverside County. And I feel like just randomly there'll be an announcement like, OK, a few restaurants are open. You're like, oh, what? So I guess it changes every day. But I hope you're doing well. I uh, hope you're doing great. I hope you're you're thriving right now and uh, doing the best you can to stay sane and happy and healthy and yeah, um, update on the jeans saga from last week, if you heard the podcast, uh, I had a bit, a bit of a situation, uh, trying on jeans for the first time, I put a pin in it, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna give it a week, I will try to eat slightly less, um, I don't know if I did or not, but I just thought a week might, you know, magic might happen, I don't know, maybe I'd shrink, maybe the jeans would get bigger, who knows, I'm not a scientist, but things can happen. And so quick update, I tried to put them on again and I uh, severely pulled a muscle in my back doing it. I was determined to get them zipped, determined. I laid on the ground trying to zip them. I walked around for about 20 minutes in the house trying to stretch them a little bit. I stood up trying to zip them. Eventually, I got them zipped. I mean, they're holding on for dear life, but I severely pulled a muscle in my back. Like I feel... (sighs) Like the God, that's where my self-esteem's at right now. I feel like I like playground bullied myself. Like, oh, you really you want to try to squeeze into some jeans, fatty? Okay. Well, now here's an injury to remind you every day of that shame. It's okay. Overall, things are great. Yeah. Listen, elastic waistbands. I'm happy once I'm wearing those. Got nothing to complain about. Um. Yeah. I just want to thank you guys so much too for listening and being. So supportive and good friends. You know, I think you guys are my friends. Um, It really, really means the world to me. Um, And if you haven't, I would, it would be, I'd be incredibly appreciative if you left a five-star rating and positive review. It seems small and insignificant, but it really, really helps the show out. Um, So yeah, and thank you if if you already have. So yeah. Um, Okay. Sorry to ask for something else, but this is super important because I know you guys are the coolest and kindest people. I wanted to ask that we band together and do everything we can to get justice for some truly awful things that have happened in our country in the last couple weeks that are unbelievably heartbreaking and disgusting. So I'm sure you guys already know uh, Ahmaud Arbery, who was shot in cold blood while jogging, and George Floyd, who was murdered by four to five police officers a few days ago. While people, while he was begging for his life, saying he couldn't breathe, people on the street were begging the cops to stop. It is, uh, I'm ashamed to be from a country where these things are happening. And the people responsible need to be brought to justice. And I believe Ahmad's perpetrators are scheduled to be in court but we need to make sure that they do not get off. And we also need to make sure that all of the officers involved in George Floyd's murder are charged and convicted. I don't know if there's still a petition going for Ahmad um, because they are in court. Um, but I know uh, I, I've signed these and I've ma- put in a call for George Floyd. You can text Floyd to 
5-5-1-5-6, and you will be given further instruction further instructions on how to call and then you can also sign the petition at www.justiceforbigfloyd.com i really urge you i mean anything can help i really urge you to um help us stop these kinds of things from happening we we really need to change the way we just really we need to change it it's um, it's it is there is no excuse it's disgusting and so I hope I hope you guys uh, think about doing that. Um, yeah. Okay. So onto the podcast. So quick announcement: the trailer for my new podcast will be out June first. I'm super excited. I'm going to drop it right into the "Be Here for a While" feed. So just make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss it. So it will like kind of show up like another episode. It'll just be a trailer though. Um, it's a completely different format from the interviews I normally do on "Be Here," and also different from today's app, even which is a true crime kind of creepy story, Um, but uh, it's more of a conversation when it's told on Be Here for a While, when I do these little episodes. Um, But on Seven Deadly Sinners, my new show, it's it's true crime and scandalous stories, but told in a narrative format with no interruptions, super cool music, and real news and firsthand audio clips from the story. So it's a really different format, but kind of still based in my obsession with true crime, and I've worked really hard on it, so I'm so excited to share that with you guys. June 1st, subscribe to my podcast and the Seven Deadly Sinners podcast uh, to hear the trailer. Well, damn it, now you're just going to hear the trailer because it's already up there. Shit. That wasn't a very big surprise. Well, whatever, I guess you guys can go over there if you <laughs> feel like it. Um, I had an absolute blast recording with my guests today. Um, first on their podcast last week, Morbid, which is a hugely popular true crime podcast, Ash and Elena, I think they're just hilarious. I had a blast with them, and I'm so thrilled to have them here on my podcast today. Um, and so I'm going to be telling them, uh, like, kind of a creepy culty story. Well, very creepy culty story. Um, I would like to explain and preface: it is hard to have three per- people on a Zoom, so I am embarrassed at the times that I have interrupted them. I listened back, and I was like, "Shut up, Rachel." No one cares what you're saying all the time. So uh, let let me just tell you that is my self-awareness and my embarrass, embarrassment and it is something I need to work on. Um, yeah, and it's no excuse that there's a Zoom part of it, but it is kind of like where you're like, when do I, who's talking now? It's And there's like a delay, but it's still a blast. They're hilarious. Um, I had so much fun. And this story is a wild, wild ride. It is about a relatively unknown cult. Uh... It has it all. Sex, cult shit, insanity, murder, mayhem, and uh, a little secret on Edmund Creffield's part. So without further ado, give it up for Ash and Elena and myself talking about a cult. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi. Thank you for being here. I'm going to do a proper intro for you later. Love so that. let's just get into it. I want to interview you guys a little bit up top before we get into let's the story. So I'm embarrassed to say that I only discovered you guys like a month ago and I'd been looking for like new true crime podcasts. So I was like, what should I listen to first of yours? And the first ones I listened to were the Dennis Radar yes. episodes. And I was like, these girls, these girls are, f-. I even sent you a message. I was like, you're funnier than more than some of the comedians. Oh my God. Or many comedians. <laughs> That's the amazing compliment, compliment ever. <laughs> yeah. Like the way you trolled Dennis Radar so bad. Like I even showed my boyfriend. He was like, these girls are <laughs> I love that. 
I really don't yeah. like Dennis. That is like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not here for I, Dennis. He can't sit with no, us. No, I, I was waiting for those episodes. I couldn't wait to get to BTK episodes. I was like, let's do this. Let's That's why it him. ended up being three parts. <laughs> it really is the worst. We were like, let's yeah. just shit on him for three full episodes. Yeah, you got to. He deserves it. He really it. does. So what made you guys start this podcast? Like, how did this come about and everything? And your and your history together. So we're doing a short that. interview. Alina, do you want to tell our tale? I'll tell the tale. So uh, where Ash and I are 10 years apart, and we're mm-hmm. actually niece and aunt, but we were raised as sisters. So, yeah. Oh. So we call each other <laughs> so, sisters, and it confuses the shit out of people. Yeah. But I get, like, hyped if anybody says that we're not sisters. <laughs> oh, my God. I that's love it. So I knew you guys were raised as sisters, but I didn't know it was yeah. a yep. niece and aunt story. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we have 10 years between us. And I've always been into, like, weird shit, true crime. Like, I always wanted to be, like, a medical examiner or a cop. Like, always. So I've just always been into the spooky shit. And I immediately got Mm -hmm. Ash going with the spooky shit. Like, as soon as I could, I was like, let's watch the craft. I was literally, like, six years old. (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) I was like, let's do this. It'll be fine. So I just, I pounded it into her brain, like, right away. So she's always been into it, too. And we always talk about this stuff. We share books about it. We talk about it all the time. And one day I was like, we should just do a podcast because we have all this knowledge of true crime in our brains. And we're always talking about it. We might as well just Mm -hmm. chat about it and record it. And we figured, like, our friends would listen to it, maybe. And, like, our family. It it would just be fun to do. Mm -hmm. And then boom it's (laughs) something happened we just woke up one day and we were like oh okay other people like us that's cool yeah we're like cool (laughs) how how quickly did it blow up Um, it was like a it was a pretty steady like incline yeah it happened like very organically which is nice like it just we Mm -hmm. didn't we just kind of like went with it and we just kind of tried to nurture it as it happened but it's still shocking to that like we're two years into this and when people are like shocked like when we like respond to them on like a comment or something i'm like no i'm in my pajamas like in my laundry room like it and i'm, I'm like eating KFC in my special. bed like, like don't, yeah don't be stoked I'm like, no i'm with you like i'm this true crime like crazy addict like i'm right on your level right <laughs> that's so funny yeah but your guys's podcast is huge it's crazy. thanks like <laughs> it like doesn't it, it like feels like it but it doesn't feel like it at the same time yeah yeah when you do your live shows, does it feel like it? Because you guys started doing live shows like a year ago. Well, we really we only got to started. do like or two. Less. Yeah. Oh, before yeah. this all yeah. happened? Oh, that sucks. You were just getting in the we group. Because I know you've announced a lot of dates, but I guess, yeah, they were like. Yeah, it was like cor- right when it was beyond. starting. It was like, it was here comes It was mind blowing, though. The first one, we were like, we were hiding in like a little closet in this little comedy bar, like off to the side. And we like are hearing everybody shuffle in. And Elena had to pee like wicked bad, but she would have to go through like the crowd of people to go to the bathroom. She was like, well, I got to go. So she like shuffled through and she came back and she was like, dude, people are like really excited. And I was like, wait, for real? <laughs> I was like, this is really weird that people are excited to see us. I don't know what to say about it. That's so funny. Yeah, I, I get that feeling yeah. too. Like, yeah, where I'm like, no, you don't. Why are yeah, you? Yeah, like, why? Why? right. With me, like, what? Yeah. That's weird. What? And then you, so you did your first show in a comedy club, but then your second show was like in a pretty big theater. Yeah, it was, was at the Gramercy. Gramercy. How many seats is that? Uh, I don't it was remember. Like 400. 400, something, something like it? that. Yeah. It was like, that's almost a lot. 500, I for think. like, like, 
that is huge for like your second time <laughs> yeah. performing live and doing yeah. this. Like that's quite is, the like, step. We were like, oh, okay, this is a little different. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> they Whoa. had like a like, you guys light super sound nervous? team. Like, yeah, I think we were both nervous. Oh yeah. Yeah. But once you get on stage, like I'm sure you know, like as a like as a stand-up comic, I'm sure you know that like as soon as you get in the groove mm-hmm. and if you get one laugh, you're like, oh okay, that's when you're I'm like here. you got rolling. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That oh yeah, feeling. totally. It's like it's like I, I I don't do drugs, never have, but like I imagine that's what drugs that's exactly feel like. What where I it's say. just like Yeah. I'm high yeah. right now. I feel amazing. This is it, I get it. <laughs> I'm fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's really, really yeah. cool. And so do you guys want to continue doing more yes. live shows, obviously? Yeah. We're like oh, dying yeah. to do them. Any again. Other, yeah. <laughs> any other plans of like a book or like a TV docu show or anything like that? Or I feel like it's good to show. keep our options open. I feel like we're kind of just down to see wherever this goes. Yeah. We keep joking. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, and I, I'm writing like personally, I'm writing a book. I've been writing it before the podcast mm-hmm. and oh, it's wow. just going to be like a, like a fictional, like serial killer kind of story novel oh, and cool. i've been working on it forever and i need to finish it now because i would like to get it out and my my goal is this year i want to get it done and out that's what i'm hoping yeah. but you clearly have writing discipline i, yeah. I can't even believe <laughs> you have three fucking kids you still go to work you have a husband this is a bi-weekly podcast <laughs> that it's insane you do a ton of research for like I don't know how your brain doesn't it's, explode. I, I don't really. I think I think I just like see it as like I'll sleep when I'm dead. So I just she's <laughs> just know? a literal yeah. crazy person. And like I feel like pretty if you much. didn't do yeah, this, you'd much. also that's when you would go crazy if you didn't do a million yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. You're just I a doer. I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I resonate with that because I am. But I don't have kids right. and a yeah. husband. Like I'm like <laughs> all I like to do is work. Like I'm definitely like a workaholic of sorts. Like I. It's my favorite thing to do is work, create projects, yeah. like think about how I can make money. Like, oh, it's yeah. not my passion. But I don't have I don't have three kids and a husband. <laughs> it definitely makes like, it interesting. <laughs> it's like a little bit of little bit of spice on top of that whole thing is for sure. But <laughs> it just makes it more interesting. And when you can finally get something done and be like produce like produce something, yeah. it makes it that much better. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, yes, I did yeah. that and I, I kept them alive. Like it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Ash, do you feel the same way? I mean, you. I mean, your life is busy too. You have a girlfriend yeah. and like a huge. Podcast. I mean, my life is like not nearly as hectic as Elena's, and I do. I mean, I try to like keep up and do everything I can for the show, but she definitely has a lot more on her plate than I do. So I definitely can't complain about anything. <laughs> but thank goodness for yeah. Ash. If I didn't have Ash, I would not be able to do this. Aw, same. Yeah. Well, yeah. When, when your when your daughter got sick, Ash took over your whole. Oh yeah. Thank goodness. See, I've never, I've never even done that. My sister has never allowed me to babysit my niece and nephew. I think, and they're like, they're like, they're like teenagers, so they don't even need it. I'm pretty sure, but I'm pretty sure no one would leave me alone. I always say I was like born to be a mom. Like I cannot wait to be a mom. So that was like obviously with her daughter being sick, it was like so sad. But I was like, this is kind of like a dream come true. Like on the other hand, (laughs) you're like, this is my time, (laughs) my time to shine. she's been called off the bench i was like i can do it oh yeah you took i mean she took over we had like a we had a newborn at that point and ash was literally up in the middle of the night feeding her like doing it all it was fun though i was like oh shit i can do this this is like really good practice for 10 years (laughs) it really was (laughs) 
That's really cool. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited. Now I finally get to be an amateur and tell you oh, guys. This is story. exciting. So That's how I feel when I tell Elena's I've, story. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> amateur hour. Let's see what let's see I what know, happens. I rarely get to be on this side of things, so I'm really excited to just be like, woohoo. Well, good. I'm excited too. Like I've done a few of these on my podcast, but I can't exactly like switch be here for a while into it like yeah. a true crime podcast. People will be like, <laughs> wait, what? Where's the Vanderpump rules stuff? People are like, we're what? here for. So like, so I like slip things in here and there, but my, I'm just starting a whole another one, which oh, I told you guys about. So Seven Deadly Sinners. It's going to be so good. Oh, I'm Thank so you. I'm really excited about it. So I thought, so I was originally going to do that reality show yeah. murder, but then I was like, eh, considering I'm going to release Seven Deadly Sinners pretty soon. Um, I was like, well, let me find like an old timey kind of religion-y cult Ooh, story. Fun. And so... Well, and I didn't even necessarily go in that direction because I la- I had Googled, like, pastors that had committed murder. Love and there's a good one, but there's just not quite enough yeah. info on this guy to, like, do a whole thing. But I think he might be a oh, serial shit. killer. Ooh. There's one that's, like, very, very recent. Like, I think he's, like, in North Carolina. Look him up. Ooh, I, I can't remember research. his name. But I know. It's like, I think he's murdered f- four wow. people. But, but I think only maybe two are confirmed. I don't know. But there's just not quite enough info yeah, maybe to right. do. Uh, maybe you can, but... So I almost did that, and then I spent, like, a whole night researching. I'm like, there's just not enough. So I was like, well, maybe I'll just do a murder from Oregon because I'm from Oregon. And then I Googled, like, famous murders from Oregon, and all my dreams came true because <laughs> I came across a religious cult thing plus Ooh, a murder. A double whammy. worlds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, and feel free to chime in whenever awesome. you want, like, just Yay. like how your guys says. Yeah. Okay, so this is the story. Yay. So it's a little cult story. And this cult has gone by a few names, but most popularly, Brides of Christ and the Holy Rollers. Okay. I'm already obsessed with this, which, so continue. Which I'm hurry, I'm sure you've heard the term Holy oh, Rollers, yeah. Yeah. but I didn't know it meant what this was. I always just thought it was like super religious. Yeah. I don't even really know what I thought I, it was. Me neither, but actually. <laughs> religion on Molly. Yeah. That's what it yeah. means. There you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's what it is. That's so funny because I actually call one of the, his like sessions like a like a Jesus <laughs> incredible. Rain, um, so the leader's name was Franz Edmund Crefield, and this cult operated for like three years between 1903 and 1906 in uh, Corvallis, Walpur, Portland, Oregon, uh, before meeting their end in Seattle, Washington. So it was brief. It was very well. Yeah, he hit he it hard. Bright, he just <laughs> he faded away. <laughs> yeah, because I, th- I, th- I think he was too much. Yeah. You know, he could have, he could have like too scaled much too up. Quick. You know, with mm. yes. So the town that this cult had its final days was a town called Waldport, which is very similar to like a town where I grew up. So I'm from Astoria, Oregon, which is another like small coastal town. But Waldport is basically less than half the size, even from my town. Damn. So kind of hard to fly under right. the radar. A you know? Yeah. yeah. And then the other main town is Corvallis, which is like an agricultural town. Okay. But as we know from Colts, they like to find small kind of remote places where they can kind of go off mm-hmm. the grid mm, a little bit. It. Like, y- yeah. <laughs> They're going to like stick out like a sore thumb, but like it's also like not going to get, you know, national news yeah, or right. anything. Yeah. Yeah. So... Edmund and his scandals did pose an immediate threat, though, because this was a very wholesome, small right. area. All right, so this story has it all. It's like sex, cult stuff, Ooh. vigilantes, madness, murder, and suicide. Oh it's everything I need. It's <laughs> all everything. It's a hodgepodge. It is. It's a little potpourri of them <laughs> all. It is. 
But the crazy thing about this cult is it's really not well known at yeah, all. Yeah, because I don't think I've, and heard, I've never heard of this one. And I love yeah. cult things. I'd never heard of it. <laughs> never heard of it. And I'm from Oregon. Yeah. But may- maybe why it was unknown is because it was overshadowed. So this happened in the early 1900s, which is, that's possibly why. But it was also overshadowed by a more popular cult called Heaven's yeah. Gate. Oh, We've heard of one. that. Which also happened to kind of start in Waldport, Oregon. Wow. That weird dude came into the town and like, I think like 100 people or 150 people went to his meeting and then like 50 people left with him like with on the spot. Damn. So can you imagine being able to sweet talk people that easily? Yeah. I don't know how they do it. And you're going to hear in this story where it's just like, what the right? Fuck? Like, like, how did you like and most of these cult leaders have like no redeeming right. qualities like so they're unattractive. like like. And they all, like, all these women want to have sex with them and stuff. It's like, th- have you seen Rosh Nishi? He's highly yeah. unattractive. <laughs> You're like, but why, though? I think like, that's his name. What, what happened? What magic do you possess? I need to know. And he, even in, like, the documentary later about him, that woman that was, like, in love with him, his right-hand woman, she still is in a trance, like, he was the most wonderful, like, You're like he was the most what? wonderful you... lover. And it's like, what? Yeah. You see, like, the <laughs> swirls in her eyes. <laughs> yeah. It's very creepy. So, but, but the crazy part, so Heaven's Gate is literally listed as the only history in this town. Like, if you look up the history of this town, it's just like Heaven's it's like, Gate. Oh, Heaven's Gate. That's all. <laughs> That's it. That's all we got. That's it. Yep. But weirdly enough, like, no one in the town was, like, that freaked out by Heaven's Gate. They're somehow way more freaked out by this Edmund Crefield oh, guy. And I'm excited. In a, in a book I got a bunch of research from, written by Teresa McCracken, um, she interviewed an old fisherman who said that um, they were always told not to talk about him. And he was like, and I'm not going oh, to. Shit. And he goes, why dredge up the dead? It'll only hurt the Whoa. living. It was a one time. It was a one time thing. Nothing like that could ever happen again. Or anyhow, nothing like that could ever happen again to normal people, sane people like you and me. That's ominous as fuck. <laughs> shit. Seriously. What a setup. Like, yeah. Right. The fact that they're more freaked out by this guy who no one's heard of than Heaven's Gate. Wow. Which like. What did he do? It really does. So let's let's get to know a little Edmund. Edmund was born in 1873 in Germany, but somewhere around 30 years old, he was like, I'm sick of these tall Germans. He's only five, six. Sick of this shit. He's like, yeah, he's like, who needs schnitzel and sauerkraut and not me? Yeah, I'm making up his internal dialogue, but that's how I imagine it. Yeah, direct quote. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, I'm heading for the West Coast of the U.S. And he was aiming for the gorgeous Pacific Northwest, where it also rains a shitload, shitload but whatever. Yeah. And he landed in Oregon. So like any budding cult leader, he found himself a little group to join called the Salvation Army. Yeah. Which, did you guys know that was an actual church slash religious no. group? I thought it was a charity. I thought it was a charity. It was a charity. That's like yeah, where same, I give my same. old clothes I it- to. I was like, well, 100%. Shit. It's actually a ch- its own religion and church. Who knew? Wow, I didn't know that. I'm like, that's not a thrift store? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not just the guy on Christmas or the Santa that rings yeah, the bell. Yeah, right? You, With like, the red the bucket? Mo- I've, that's all I know. Uh, well, they got a whole wow. thing. Turning my world upside down uh, here. <laughs> I didn't know either. So um, being the megalomaniac that he was, pretty quickly after joining the Salvation Army, he was like, why the heck would I follow someone when I can start my dun, own dun, dun. Who hasn't thought that? 
I mean, I kind of, I kind of get it. Like, I've never really had a real job yeah. where I worked for someone. I mean, I've been someone's assistant for a little bit who was a psycho, <laughs> but like, I've never had, I've never had aspirations to be like an employee. No. I want to be my. I want to be my I own boss. boss. Doesn't want to be the boss. I'm not a good employee exactly. kind of gal. Mm-mm. Same, mm-hmm. same. I was the worst waitress ever. Oh my ever. god! Like they would put us Me on. too. <laughs> did did you ever get put on call and I would literally say to the manager I was like listen you can't put me on call unless you're paying me to be on call I'm yeah, not, a, not a doctor. doctor like you don't get to just like t- take my whole Saturday away with the offshoot right. that you might call me in that's like, just smart business very argumentative that's just business savvy as far as I'm concerned they used to hang yeah, my like, bad reviews on the fridge and like kind of block out my name but like everybody <laughs> knew that they were my bad reviews but also they couldn't fire me because my grandparents were regulars Oh my god. Yeah. That is a true story. That is like public That is public shaming yeah. though. They oh, can't I deserved do that. it. I used to just like go out back for like an hour and be like, "Oh, whoops, I forgot my all my tables." Sorry. <laughs> Ash refused to tell her table what her name was, too. Fuck like, that. You don't need to know my table name. And say I'm Ash. Like she would just be like, "Hey." What? I'd just be like, "Hi, how are I'm you guys waitress. tonight?" Cuz <laughs> the last thing I need is like three old people being like, "Ashley, Ashley, we need more drinks, Ashley." Like yelling my name across the restaurant. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. So would would people ask you your name and you'd just be like, "No." Nah, well, I'll if somebody asked me my name, I'd tell them, but like I'm I'm not giving up that She's information not easily. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay, so so we, we resonate with this guy yeah. a little bit, but you you won't after okay, a while. Cool. I figured because I was yeah. like, I'm feeling weird about resonating with him, but let's It always this. starts off yeah, that I was way like, and then I you're get, like, oh yeah. shit, okay, never mind. <laughs> For- yeah, you're like, I get it, dude. Or when you're like, oh, that's a really sad childhood you had, oh, serial killer. Yeah. But like, that's the worst. Maybe, maybe seek right. therapy. Yeah. Don't. Go ruin hundreds of people's right. lives. I always say, feel bad for the child. Don't feel bad for the adult that mm-hmm. turned into what it yes. turned into. But you can feel bad for the child. 100%. <laughs> okay, so after Edmund, like, peaced out from the Salvation Army, he made his way to Corvallis, and he got to work immediately. And he started preaching the new doctrine that had been revealed to oh, him. Oh, that one. So, you know. Yeah, because he, he had a direct line Who to Who doesn't? Of course he did. You know, he had him on, had him on speed <laughs> dial. It's Edmund. Yeah. So there's not a lot happening in Corvallis, so he stood at like a sore thumb. Um, this is actually a direct quote from the Corvallis Times. You guys know that major Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> a swift journey on a bicycle was made Saturday by Frank Hurt. He went from Corvallis to Oregon City in six hours. It is not likely that trip was ever made by wheel in so short a time. Breaking news! <laughs> what the... What? He did? Holy shit! Whoa. A guy rode his Did bike pack- today. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Um, and if you had a good day at work, it was reported. This is another what quote. Frank Frank Hurt is reported to be doing exceedingly well in his position as shipping clerk at Ainsworth Dock, Portland. A few days ago, he checked a China steamer in and out. This is quite an undertaking and requires considerable knowledge and great accuracy. He is well spoken of by his employers. Wow. Frank. If I could be posted in a newspaper for just doing the simplest of tasks, like, why not? Wow. Yeah, the confidence. The confidence. Right? Wow. That's a confidence boost and a yeah. half. You know Frank Honestly, was walking around like a like, fucking oh peacock God. that day. He was like, yep, that's like, me. All right. I checked like, ladies right. and out. You seen my listing? <laughs> <laughs> not only did I check Crazy. them in, but out as well. Checked them on out, too. 
It's like the original Instagram model where yes, like you don't have to right? do anything and everyone cares exactly. what you're doing. So true. Oh, what a publication. So funny. Oh, it's, it goes down it. the street. Um, so at first, Edmund was pretty chill. You know, he just preached. He used some nice hymns. Yeah, lovely stuff. Fine. I'm with it. But then once, yeah. But then once he had everyone at ease and they trusted him, mm. he began to talk about the messages he was receiving from God. They were God. weird, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, they get there. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they weren't run-of-the-mill messages from God. <laughs> he no. wasn't just like, hey, <laughs> what's up? Ba- do a good deed today. <laughs> Yeah, no, they were very self-serving. Strange. Um, Strange. So yeah. weird. I didn't see that coming. So, yeah, no, mm-hmm. it never happens with cult no. leaders. They don't write their own rules mm-hmm. or no, anything. they're always so selfless. Um, it's God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Crefield preached that the only way to salvation was through sanctification and purification of the soul. And... Not to be arrogant. He didn't want to be like, I'm the only one that can talk to God. He told his followers that they, too, could speak to God. Um, And if they achieved this, their name would be inscribed on the holy roll in heaven. Okay, shit. Which has come to mean two things. So you'll understand what holy roller means. But holy roll is like, in this case, like a roll call, like Ash, and you're like present. (laughs) (laughs) Elena, (laughs) here. Yeah. I was picturing a dinner roll for a second, and it was, like, inscribed with names. They, like, branded it with the name. Yeah. Burned it on there. It took me a second, too. I was like, what does a holy roll mean? Yeah, I was a little confused. It's like a giant pure roll. It was, like, fun. Sounds pretty good. That would have been better, honestly. I want my name on a dinner roll. And actually, you'll find that these people would have loved to have Mm. had a dinner roll. Oh, no. no. Mm. Oh, no. I'm sad. So, it's... (laughs) That's actually this starving part is the, like the the least oh, of it to me. Oh shit! So, um, so Edmund and his followers they were also the origin. This is where the second part of Holy Rollers comes in because uh, when Edmund decided to crank the Lord's disco up to ten, <laughs> the, I love that. The, th- the visual that the that just like gave us all was. I picture him like as a DJ with one kiss. headphone on, like forget, forget, up to ten. <laughs> About to drop the bass. Said Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hey. (laughs) Make the beat drop. Oh, my God. Seriously. But think about there's nothing going on in this town if they're reporting on a guy riding his bike for six hours. So, like, no TV. These people are like, let's do Jesus raves. Let's let's get it. Yeah. But the theatrics were unreal. So he made them beg for forgiveness of their sins and to confess their sins and repeat the chant, God have mercy, God will have victory tonight. God have mercy, God will have victory tonight. And then he began um, passing his hands over the women, saying all ills could be cured by laying of hands. Ooh, we're getting spicy and I don't like it. We're getting handsy. (laughs) And notice it's only women. Oh, no. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Not wholesome. So, no, oh no, not at all. So Crefield, he preached for hours, and I mean hours. Like it was around ten hours that the group began pleading for forgiveness for their sins, and then this is where Holy hours. Rollers comes Holy in. He's he said that anyone seeking forgiveness needed to lie on the floor and roll over and over again until their sins had so been atoned for. He just did for. this for fucking that's, shits and giggles. Like that's pretty what a much. Holy Roller is. It's literally straight up rolling for. The yeah. holiness? Oh, my God. That's, yeah, just being like, I'm sorry, God, I stole that cookie. Roll, roll, roll. roll. You're like... That's better than I could have ever imagined. I would rather be at a Jesus rave actually rolling. 
oh that's amazing yeah exactly <laughs> maybe maybe you know that was the time though when they were like oh you have a cold here's right. some cocaine yeah that's true so maybe that's very true maybe they were honestly definitely could have been yeah yeah so they were to roll over and over again and his followers started uh, like loudly rolling on the floor and beating the floor with their hands and feet like they were having like a god's tantrum god's just yes. like and their heads and all this stuff As yeah one does yeah <laughs> So so after twelve hours oh. of this oh nonsense, hours. they finally they finally rolled and beat themselves into what I would think was psychosis. Right. Uh, that's what I would. But call apparently, it. <laughs> but apparently, this is when Edmund said they could finally hear God. Oh wow! I, I take these glasses off. My head's so big that the smashing of the headphones with the glasses. <laughs> oh yeah, that hurts, open. especially like the back of your ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So. They apparently heard God. And at this point, Edmund told them that they were now the chosen ones and they were all aboard the Edmund train. And uh, and this is how now their names are on the holy roll. They're chosen. They're all set. Um, and so he invited all of the female admirers to join him in his unique brand of holiness. And they did. Uh-oh. And they left behind any former congregation they were oh, with no. before. Oh, no. shit. Yeah. So now I got to describe who some of these people okay. are. So most of the people in the town were friends or acquaintances of this very prominent family. They're the Hurt family. Um, and the Hurt family were some of Edmund's, like, biggest admirers. So from the Hurt family, there was Ovi. And he was the family patriarch. Um, but Ovi's, like, flirtation with the religion only lasted a few okay. weeks. Um, he, did, he didn't care at first at all for Crefield's teachings. But he uh, accommodated to his family's pressure to join. Um, but likely it was just because he wanted to watch out for his wife and yeah. his daughters. Good reason. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. His uh his wife Sarah, their son Frank, and you're gonna need to know the difference between Frank and O V because they'll get mentioned a lot. Frank's also that one that had that magical bike ride and was doing well on the yeah, docks. Good for oh Frank. My God. He's, he's killing it. Yeah. He is killing it. See, he had a he had a great life before really this. Did. I don't know why he, he gave was it up. Cycling and Honestly. Like, getting shit done. He was killing it. Yeah, he's, he's ready to get promoted. Come I don't Frank. know. Yeah. So then there's the daughters Maud and May. Um, and having the Hurt family support gave Edmund, like, legitimacy in this town. Because the town, like, loved this family. They respected him. Some street cred. So, yeah. Yeah. They were like, oh, if they like him, then I guess yeah, we're chill. Must be good. Yeah. So, um, Ovi was 45, and Sarah, his wife, was 42, and they'd been married for 23 Aww, years. Damn. Yeah, solid yeah, marriage. It's like my whole um, life. Yeah. Holy right? Shit. <laughs> God, you're so young. I always have to throw that in there. <laughs> It's always like a little bit of like a dagger like, in my really heart. Is. Like, oh, God, I'm old. Every time she says it, I'm, I'm always so... like, that was like taking a bullet. You're Thank you. welcome. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Thank you for She's reminding like, me. Flip. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Because Elena and I are the same age, mm-hmm. but um, I'm basically more on Ash's level in terms <laughs> of uh, where my where my family life was at. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Together, we all make one functioning human. Right. <laughs> yes. There we go. Perfect. Okay, so the daughters Maud and May were super into Edmund. Mm. But of the daughters, May or Maud, not May, Maud was the most fanatical. Okay. Now was Edmund hot? Um, Important. No, they okay. never are. He wasn't he wasn't <laughs> No, they aren't. He wasn't he wasn't ugly, but he wasn't attractive. He was either. just chilling right. in the middle. That's kind of what I was picturing. Just, just yeah. whatever. Uh feel free to Google okay. him while yeah, I'm talking. I'm do that. Edmund Cryfield. Yeah. So uh, so of all the daughters, Maud was the most fanatical. And Maud, you'll hear when she breaks up with her fiance, but Maud had been engaged to a man who operated a bicycle repair shop. I was just going to say I was like, that. They um, love bicycles. I guess not a lot of cars then. But um, 
She called off the engagement when she met Edmund, um, and she had made it clear that she intended to marry Edmund and give birth to our next savior. Oh. Which I think is a pretty lofty, yeah, it's a lofty goal. You know, there's like women who are like, my son's going to play in the NBA, or he's going to be a CEO. Like, this is like, not my son's going to be like the most important thing Like, he's the next coming of Christ, so... Yeah. yeah. So what's your kid doing? Oh, your kid colors? <laughs> my kid's Jesus. He's the second coming, so I don't yeah. know what to I'm tell just hoping you. my kid uses the college fund that we've started for him. Yeah. That's all I'm hoping. So responsible. Yeah, I know, seriously. I know. We're That's on very husband. different paths. That's my husband. Oh, wow. He's very responsible. Yeah, but you have 10 years exactly. to catch up. <laughs> Thank God. True. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. So this the cult uh, uh, swelled to about 27 people, but the core members were more like 20. And so describe Edmund a little more. He was small at 5'6", but some articles say he was as small as 5'3". Oh, but, but like in the rule of Tom Cruise, it's probably somewhere right. in Yeah, between. definitely. You know what we'll I mean? say he's like 5'4". Like, and he's and not... Yeah, something like that. I just yeah. looked up the picture and of he, him. He's, he's not Uh-oh. cute. His face in the picture that I found is literally him giving like a duck face, basically. Like a... He invented really? the early, an early duck face. Oh yeah, that's what like. <laughs> he looks old as hell in that. I, yeah, it's a lot. It's a rough life yeah, back damn. then. I think I wouldn't be leaving my yeah. my life for this dude. No, <laughs> at hundred um, percent. And so he's only one hundred and thirty five pounds, but I guess he's small. Um, and he had light hair and pale blue eyes. But he was a ladies' man. Apparently, I mean, good. For Sometimes, him, like the ugliest Just, people are. Yeah. Yeah, like they got a great right. personality, yeah. and like this guy was doing mind control, right. obviously. You but make up for it somehow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then you really work on that because there's a lot of really hot guys and girls that like don't really work on their personality. So ugly. like the hotness kind of it doesn't matter after they a while. Giveth with two hands, so it's like you're either <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good call. Can't have it yeah. All. Okay, so they kept their uh, the late night Jesus raves up uh, for you know. All night long. And the Holy Rollers began to completely annoy the town. And the town was like eventually just barred them from holding their services within city limits. Because apparently you could hear their meetings from like a quarter mile away. Can you imagine <laughs> waking just, like, up like, to hear that? No, I would. No. no. It's so That'd annoying. Be I'd be like, <laughs> what is happening? I'd be terrified. <laughs> yeah. But I'd also be like, is someone right. being murdered? Yeah. Like, what's like, happening? Screaming for yeah. forgiveness. And you just hear like bumping and thudding. You wouldn't know who to call. Yeah. I'd be like, who do I call? Do 100%. I call the police? Ghostbusters? Who do I call? <laughs> like, what? I mean, I mean, Edmund's got a direct line to God, though. Yeah. So, like, technically, he, he overrides right. everything. He has, he has, yeah. Yeah. So, at this point, when they're like, yo, you can't do this in town anymore, he tells his flock that he got him another message from God that they needed to hold a meeting on the nearby Kiger Island. And it was an uninhabited island about three miles out of town. So, Okay. I wrote this list, but I'm sure it's like a probably, a, I, I would say it's probably pretty accurate. I'm sure if I like looked up research, but I was you like, sound like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure I created this. Um, so the first rule of a cult, have a charismatic yeah, leader, right? Absolutely. Second rule, pretend you have a direct line well, to God. Yeah. Like I'm talking to the man upstairs. Mm-hmm. Third rule, scare Always. tactics. Yep. Always use fear. Fourth rule, isolate yep. your followers. Mm, very important. 
And then this is where the scare tactics come in. So he told them, all the women basically, uh, to bring their family and friends because if they didn't get their name on the holy roll as well, they would be doomed to an eternity in hell. Oh. So he's like a really chill guy. Really yeah, chill. that's like, a bummer and a half. Yeah, that's a very yeah. disproportionate end. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's not like, hey, do you want to come? If not, it's, it's like, like, cool. It's like, right. just, yeah. Yeah, otherwise you're going to hell. Burn an eternal hellfire if you don't come, but it's cool. It's up to you. Wow. Totally. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Do no your pressure. thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it, but it, but it worked. It yeah. worked. So all of the all of the women came to the island that summer, and they were from really good, God fearing, respected families. Woof. So the people that came, some of them you don't really need to know, but there's some last names that are important. So there's the Hertz who I mentioned, the Mitchells, Esther fifteen, and her older sister Donna. Now Donna Star was married to Burgess Star, and they brought their two young children. There was all four Sealy girls, Molly Sandal, no one cares about them. Uh, oh, no, actually, yes, they do, because Molly was married to Frank Hurt. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, so there's Frank's sisters, Maude and Mary, and then their mom, Sarah, plus Sarah's husband, Ovi, who was a really respectable, kind gentleman, but he wasn't really he into this. He sounds like he was. Um, I don't know why. I just get that vibe. This guy, this guy gets the short end of the stick so hard oh, no. in this. And he was just trying to, like, make his yeah. fam happy. But, yeah. It's it's actually quite sad what oh, happens to this guy. Yeah. And then there were, okay, a few more. Samson Levins, Lee Campbell, who was engaged to Sophia Hartley, uh, who was the daughter of one of the richest men in Ooh. town. And then Sophia's mother, Cora, 44, joined them. Damn. He's really Ka- getting, like, the cream of the crop. It's a squad. Here. Yeah. He's got the richest. And that's why the Salvation Army started to freak oh, out. Yeah. So the Salvation Army became increasingly concerned that they were losing its members to Edmund, specifically the financial support of the Hurt family. Oh, yeah. So they sent a representative. They were like, Charles Brooks, you're going to go out there. You're going to see what's going on. You're going to bring everyone back. They slapped him on the ass, and they were like, you're in. They were like, (laughs) I feel like he doesn't come back. But after attending one of Edmund Crefield's meetings, he was so mesmerized by Edmund and his prophecies that he converted on the spot. He's like, shit. I don't care. He's like, fuck the Salvation Army. Wow. Yeah, even dudes are into him, too. Wow, this guy. Yeah. So by this point, people around Corvallis had begun to suspect Crefield was using hypnotism or other nefarious means to hold his followers, and rumors circulated that he was leading a cult. No shit. <laughs> no uh, way. The, the fifth rule of culting, make sure your followers are so physically and mentally exhausted that they can't think oh, for themselves. No. This is all, this is, this is perfect, this list so far. Yeah. Thanks. It's almost like you um, started a cult. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I could, I could, but I wouldn't. But I wouldn't. Wink, wink. <laughs> so, I'd yeah. Never. So they're, <laughs> what, me? No, I don't love when people admire me. <laughs> so their only nourishment during this time was peaches. What? Are you kidding me? <laughs> what a Just random, random ass. ass peaches. I'll never look wow. at a peach the same. Yeah. I mean, that's... and there's no, really no rhyme or reason for this other than they stole them from the orchard nearby, but it was probably just some weird rule made up by Edmund. Like, you must sacrifice and only eat peaches. Wow. He's like, God loves peaches. God loves you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you sacrifice and only eat peaches, you will You'll go to heaven. The holy roll. Simple. Yeah. It's in Save the Bible, obviously. Pits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we can grow peach trees. Uh, anyways. That's all you can eat for eternity. And so it might come as a shock that, um, strangely, by owning, only eating peaches, they were, like, very physically yes. weak. What? Yeah. So that's when they probably would have hoped that the holy roll was actually, like, a bread. Yeah. Oh, roll. yeah. Like, 
That when you're only on peaches, like, you're like, give me a car. I'm here. on peaches. I'm like, Edmund, can we please, can we please have some carbs? Just anything oh else? Oh my god, imagine, imagine the headaches and, you uh, would get. Oh, I have tried to well, give up, like, ba- or not give up carbs, but like cut them back, and I'm like, mm, fuck that, give me a bagel. No way. Yeah, not only are you only eating peaches, but you're also banging your head oh on the floor god. in your holy roll yeah. thing. No, can you imagine. So no wonder these people like made decisions that weren't right. the best. Like they were in a like a psychotic state yeah. probably. Yeah. Okay. So uh, because Crefield had told them to denounce all earthly possessions, uh, Crefield's followers had been seen wandering the streets of Corvallis with minimal or ragged clothing. And again, these are from like pretty wealthy families. Yeah. Um, empty looks in their eyes, looking half starved. Ooh, so um, creepy. Yeah. Very culty. Uh, so Crefield had instructed his disciples to forsake all material possessions, pleasurable food, fancy clothing, and all other worldly concerns. So they might, might be restored to innocence and purity such as Adam and Eve. That just doesn't sound cool to me. No. Like if someone told me, they're no. like, this is what you could get. You could be restored to Adam yeah, like, and what's, Eve. I'd be what's like, what's the upside? Okay. Well, and where's the guarantee? I hang in a garden forever. Exactly. Where yeah, is I'm, the guarantee? I'm going to need to see that guarantee before I sign off on this. And even if it's a guarantee, like... What do I get out of that? Right. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I don't really want to do that. I get in trouble You'll for see eating toward- an apple. I'm not into it. Yeah, no. You'll see towards the end of this, though, this guy gets fucking lucky with, like, some things where it's like, oh, wait, maybe he does predict things, but oh. it's just straight up, straight oh, up. They humble. always do. They always hit it. Right? Like, a broken yeah. clock is right twice a day. They always hit it. Yeah. They seriously Sometimes, do. and it legitimizes Ugh. them immediately. I really like that saying. So, I've never heard that before. You've never heard that? No. Before? That's because you're a child. Yeah. <laughs> she is. It's it an, is a good it's one. It's an elderly saying. <laughs> I, love your, sure. I love your elderly it, sayings. It's definitely one of my elderly sayings. I love them. But it describes this kind of it perfectly. Does. Like really if you does. just throw if you just throw out enough shit, something's going to become real and then people are going to be like, "Oh, whoa, he was yeah, right." Yeah, exactly. Like, That's going to be the one thing they cling to is like that one time yeah. that he predicted this. It's like yeah. a psychic. Yeah. Like sometimes mm-hmm. the, I mean I think I believe there are some pretty real psychics, but like the ones that are just like, "I'm going to throw so much info at you that when one thing hits, you're going to be like, what? They "Yeah. Nailed this." Yes, so true. Yeah, my grandma's name started with a G. <laughs> Her name's Grandma. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. It's Grandma Mary. Oh, my God. Okay. So, um, Crefield's most intolerable offense, though, in the eyes of the local community, was encouraging his members to renounce their family obligations, especially women's obligations, to their non-believing husbands and fathers. Mm, Yeah. That's no good. Never good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is where it's going to get a little dirty. Yeah, it's going to get saucy in here. I the cults, tell. they always get saucing. They do. Yeah. Cults yep. be saucing. Yep. <laughs> yep. Because a man is always a man exactly. at the end of the day. Like, he's going to take yeah. it there. I mean. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to take yeah. it there. Um, so now, like, gang's all here. Everyone's all in. <laughs> and they're, they're praying for, like, 12 to 24 hours at a time. Literally 24 hours Holy at a time sometimes. Shit. On peaches. High on peaches, rolling around, banging their heads. All I can think of is the song Millions of Peaches. Millions of peaches. Peaches for me. <laughs> oh, I kind of, it's like old, like, like, like some 41 song or something. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like the presidents of the United States. Is yeah, that yeah, 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 you're right. You yeah. Yes, that's me. what it is. <laughs> it's, uh, it's an elderly <laughs> it thing. It's one of those elderly things. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so 
Maude Hurt's fiance, James, came to visit the island. So this is before she broke up with him um, for a few weeks. And they announced uh, when he was there that they needed to build a tabernacle, which I guess is just kind of like a makeshift shelter because it was going to start raining there. Yeah. Um, And when James asked them, like, how they would get the money, they all simply replied, you. (laughs) That's why you're here. He's like, oh, cool. (laughs) Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Because Edmund told them it would be James that would pay for it. Wow. Yeah. Now, uh, Edmund already owned, owed James money, actually, from a loan he had given him. But when it came time to pay, Edmund was like, oh, here's the thing. Um, my buddy God, you know him? <laughs> you know that guy. Um, yeah, he kind of has final decision. And anywho, he says I don't have to pay it. So. Oh, shit. Can you imagine if some fucker looks you in the eyes after you do all that hard work and they're like, mm, God said, never mind. Yeah. That's, that's so I'd be like, God right said, there. no takesies, backsies, pay up. Yeah. God says I don't have so, to do that. He's got final say. I don't know. It's out of my hands. It's up to yeah. God. Yeah. I wanted to pay. Yeah. He's like, this, that's the thing. There's no HR department yeah. here. It's just right yeah. from the higher ups. Me so and I the big talk guy. To anybody. I wish I yeah. could change it, but yeah. it's business. Sorry. <laughs> so then Edmund told James he needed to quit his job and sell all of his belongings and stay there. And James wasn't into it. And Edmund said to James that God would banish him if he didn't. Hmm. So Maude broke off her engagement to James, which I feel like she was just looking for an excuse because she was was. super into Edmund. Yeah. Yeah. And then right after that, Edmund also demanded that Sophia Hartley and Lee Campbell call off their engagement. Hmm. So he's kind of like rallying around like women hooking up with their non-believing husbands and fiancés. He's like, you got to cut these dudes. Like, I want you here on this island with me and only into me. Yeah, it seems like he has some like dark motives here. I don't know yeah. if I'm just being scared, like jaded, though. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe yeah, give him a chance. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. Yeah, I'm going to give it give a, him chance. a chance. I have, I have yeah. vibes, but, you know, that's just me. Yeah. So... <laughs> From Teresa, that woman I mentioned's book, there's some direct quotes from Edmund here, who has changed his name to Joshua at this point. But like you guys refuse to call BTK and Son of Sam their their stupid right. made up yes. names. I'm not going to call him by this bullshit name. Yes. It's Edmund. Edmund. So stand we're going to call him Edmund, mm-hmm. even though it might say Joshua sometimes in here. But I may have just taken it out. I don't remember. <laughs> so um, he told his flock that what God had desired had been revealed to him, and it was what Crefield knew all along. His true mission was to find the woman who was going to be the mother of the second Christ. Yeah. But he didn't he didn't know which woman it was going to be. Test him out. He had to test a, Gotta try him out. Gotta test him oh, out. God. Yeah. So he's but he said he did know it was gonna be one of the brides of Christ, the women sitting before him. Least, now, if that's not the most elaborate get in your pants scheme I've ever heard. That is that's over the top. That's the pickup artist. Like yeah, OG oh God. pickup artist mm-hmm. style. Uh do you know that? Uh, I'll tell you. After. Well, I'll, I'll say a quick thing, but I'll tell you. Do you know that that guy has a true crime podcast where he's trying to save a girl? Fuck that. Are you serious? I swear to God, Neil Strauss. I was like, why is that name familiar? Oh and then I kind of heard I kind of heard the girls on Red Handed mentioned like, oh, the because there was some case they were doing that had to do with like pickup artists. And I lived in L.A. when those guys were thriving, like mystery and all that, where oh they would. God, their mystery. thing was like. Their thing was they would go up to you in a club and insult you. Basically, they would say like, like, "Oh, like I'm never." Is that what it's called? Yes. Yes. They'd be like, "I'm never. I'm never norm. Not. I'm not normally into like curvier, heavier girls like you, but you're really pretty." They would seriously do that. I would. And I like my friend was what? My friend was an my friend was an agent and represented mystery. Anyways, the guy that wrote the pickup artist Neil Neil Strauss 
And I had listened to the entire podcast. Did you guys uh, listen to To Live and Die no, in L.A.? No, but I've heard of that. I meant it. I was going to listen to that. It's a case that hasn't even, I don't think, gone to court mm-hmm. yet. He's on there being like, we got to find this woman. I'm a vigilant. Like, he's the, guy, the, he's the guy that wrote the pickup artist. He was with the guy that I was like, what the You're fuck? Like, Wait you a don't second. get to do You're it. You're like, this oh. is all you too were confusing. Really, Holy shit. You were really bad to women in the 2000s. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the early aughts are after you. It. Holy shit. Yeah. We you remember. Got, you got to look it up. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's amazing. There's an, there's an interview with him on Kimmel and Jessica... Uh, uh, Alba was the guest before, so, you know, they sit on the couch mm-hmm. like next to each other and he literally starts insulting Jessica and she's like, OK, like trying to be like flirt with her. She's like, motherfucker, Fucking that's weird. not going to work. What the f- I would be <laughs> yeah. so angry. Holy shit. Yeah. But now now he's got a true crime podcast where he's, uh, you know, really an advocate for saving this girl. Wow. Which cannot being the being the pickup artist doesn't make him a murderer no, right. or like that. But they, they were true. They were truly really creepy. Like yeah. they ran a school. They had a, they had a house in Hollywood where they were trying to teach these guys to basically treat women like exactly. shit. Like I remember that. Oh my god. Yeah. Holy shit. Anyways, cr- side as note. soon as you said mystery, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're like, like hold on. I remember that's that like, vividly. Where he was dressed like a yes, magician and he always. used to do like these. Oh, always. It was the worst. Oh, the best. Yeah. What a time. Yeah. So Crefield's basically that. What a time to be alive. Oh, my. Seriously. (laughs) So so he's telling all these women that, that, you know, one of them, the Brides of Christ, one of them is Mary, doesn't know which one yet. But they were all confused because, like, Mary was a virgin. And many of the women were sitting before him with their own grown children. Like, think about it. Sarah was with her two daughters, Maude and May. They're like, is it one of these? (laughs) Could it be? Like, so it's not not this lady? So that means it's me? Cool. No, but he was like, no, Edward was like, don't worry about it, doll. You're all virgins in the sight of the oh, Lord. Good. I got you, baby. Yeah. I put a good Shoo. word in with the Shoo. big guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so Crefield was supposed to take a more active role than the Joseph, Joseph of old. Um, and the new Mary would be purified and ready to be the mother to the second Christ after she made love to Edmund. Of course. So that was like, so her purification back to virginity was making love to Edmund. I mean, it, it makes sense. sense. What a coincidence. Do you get the math on that? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Cool. it all adds up. How cool. lucky for him that that's how it works, right? God was wow. like Crefield. I got to tell you yeah. something. This is how we're going to do it. He was like, job. "Shit, man, yeah, he's so lucky." Yes. He just has a moonbeam up his ass. He's not making any of this up. <laughs> a moonbeam, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Crefield also said it didn't matter who the new Mary was because God had instructed him that he also had to lay his hands upon all the brides of Christ to purify them. Obviously. Because that was because the women of his flock, they were they were destined to be, you know, goddesses of love or duty, regardless if they were, you know, the next Mary. Yeah. Was, you know, Makes yeah. sense. So, so, quote, Jesus Christ, I tell you, has chosen me to purge the flesh from sin of all of those who are willing. He assured them that he was about to bid them to do free love, and it was the will of oh, God. Free love. <laughs> yep, and he assured them that no matter what he did, because of who he was, God's elect, he was incapable of sin, and so were they. Wow. Yeah, and he was like, you guys got to enjoy your life. You've been banging your head on the ground for a while. You've paid your penance. Yeah. Now it's time to be rewarded for what God's always wanted for They're you. They're like, yeah. is that a reward? He's re- but actually, yeah. oh, God, it. seriously. Yeah, they He's are. really covered all his so, bases with this. Yeah. He really has. 
Yeah, I feel like basically like, no, it's fine. It's not sinful. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're not a virgin. You'll be a virgin after you sleep with me. Yeah. It's weird. It's how it, yeah, it's God's yeah. will. So after they left Kiger Island uh, and the rains came, uh, Sarah and Maude, they know where to go inside the city limits. And their Ovi, their dad's home or wife's or husband's and dad's home happened to be just outside the city limits. So Sarah and Maude were like, hey, come set up shop in our house. Yeah. OV won't mind. He hates this. But <laughs> no come big on. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. And then the orgies in the name of God obviously were held in the hurt oh house. My God. This poor this poor other guy. Poor OV. It's so He's sad. probably like really yeah. Yeah. what have I done in my life to deserve this? <laughs> my 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 wife, my daughters are having orgies. So Damn. mothers were debauched, debauched in the presence of their daughters. Daughters were debauched in the presence of their mothers. Um, and Ooh, after boy. all were debauched or purified, <laughs> yes, he instructed. The, see, this part's a little confusing. He instructed the women and girls to submit themselves to the lust of the other men of the flock, which there were only maybe three left. And there's no evidence they ever actually did. It just seems like they all hooked up with Edmund. Ooh, interesting. But that's like a, a thing that's been mentioned. But like, there's literally no evidence. Yeah. He of was it. just like trying to be Yucky. nice to the other guys. Mm. Yeah, he was and trying to be like, thanks. <laughs> yeah, Ovi, Ovi's like, I'm not going to have sex with my daughters. I already have sex with my wife. Like, He's like, he's no, like I used to her. anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is just so, my home. No big deal. Yeah, just, yeah. hey, make yourself a totally. home. Do you want a pie? <laughs> yeah. So... Um, of all the women, all the women did submit themselves to Edmund, except for Sarah Hurt. That's Obi's wife. And she refused to submit to him, make love to him. So Edmund, well, Uh-oh. not really. Uh, so Edmund finally said that if Sarah would not submit to him, she would, he would drive her out of the church and God would smite her. Uh, and all she would see in the hereafter was her soul plunging into an everlasting burning, seething hell. Well, shit. What a sound. So rather... Yeah, so rather than risk eternal damnation, she risked hell on earth. And she became a bride of Christ and made love to her son-in-law in front of her children. Oh. Just as they had made love to Edmund in front of her. Spoiler alert, Edmund marries Maud. Hate all of this. Her daughter making Sarah his mother-in-law. Yo. Hate it all. Yo. Gross. Too much. No. No. It's disgusting. This is getting hills have eyes and I'm not into Yeah, it. this is getting real, it's disgusting. real weird. And poor Ovi is just like, I want my wife and daughter back. He's like, actually, I don't anymore. You can have them. Well, he's like, how am I related yeah. to any of these women anymore? Well, like, why is this? What has happened? He's well, like, those they, are your kids. They kind of start. <laughs> You'll see, though. He kind of, well, Uh-oh. I'll get it. It's like, it's in a few sentences. Oh, it just keeps, so keeps going. After, after Edmund made love to all the women in the flock, he finally announced who the Mary was, new Mary was going to be. Okay. The day is upon us. It was to be Esther Mitchell. Oh. And Maude would be her spiritual mother. Mother wow. Esther, who had been sent to an insane asylum by a word family member after all this, um, was so she was still committed at the time. But I think it was probably because she was the only one he hadn't slept with yet. So he was like, I, I guess I got to make her my wife. Oh, yeah. So when she gets out of the insane asylum that I basically put her in. Wow. But uh, yeah, but Donna Starr, her sister, had kept in touch with her and she shared the glorious news. Esther was over the moon like... So psyched. I get to be, yeah, <laughs> awesome. So they're in Ovi's home. Um, and like I said, Ovi at first begrudgingly, uh, like, was not into their practices. But Ovi Hurt soon converted, mm. um, likely because his daughters and his wife began calling him the Black Devil. <laughs> That'll do it. Wow. That'll do That's it. That's aggressive. <laughs> that is. Yeah. So, like, so they would, like, walk by him in the kitchen and be like, hi, Black That's Devil. All, That's all I and, can like, think of. Right? <laughs> 
And he's like, call me dad. She's like, black devil. Okay, black devil. <laughs> See you later, black devil. Slams door. <laughs> yeah. And I think he just like, I think he just got tired of it. And so he abruptly quit his job at Klein's department store wow. and with a delivered message to them saying he'd been living in sin. And hereafter, he intended to, to devote himself to the work of God. Can you That's imagine like receiving more... that message? Like right? HR, the like, HR person uh... that had to deal with that. Just like, uh, should we call right? someone? Is he okay? It's like a more aggressive version of like teenagers calling their parents by their first names to be dicks. Yeah. Just call- yes. <laughs> but calling the black devil. Black devil? <laughs> it's like, it's like, all right, you're getting a little too goth. You're a little yeah. too punk rock like, now. Instead of just calling him like Steve. Right. He's like, black devil. Yeah. <laughs> well, and his wife was too. He'd oh, probably yeah. be like, oh, hi, honey. Good morning, honey. Go give her a kiss. She's like, get off me, black devil. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, He's like, okay. I mean, I. He's like, well, I shit. might convert too. Yeah, I think like, I what else are you going to do? Beating. Yeah. 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 So later that same day, uh, after OV converted, Crefield's followers, uh, at, at his urging, dragged all of the furniture, fixtures, utensils out of OV's home, virtually everything that he'd ever worked his whole life for. Oh, I'd be pissed. And dragged them out on the street and then. Um, did a massive bonfire and burned them all to the ground. Everything he'd worked so hard for. Can you imagine? Because that's what you get for like finally joining this cult. All of your fucking possessions, everything you own. You're like, oh, cool, a bonfire. It's like, it's like that was my mom's table and chairs. No, it's no, fine. It's cool. Just take it. You know, Edmund was like, yeah. "We're gonna have a fire Some later. Who wants to have s'mores?" And Ovi's like, "Oh, me." And he's like, "Well, <laughs> the ashes of your life it's will so be smoking sad. those s'mores." It's so sad. This poor guy. Oh, poor Ovi. That's I awful. I know. Um, okay, so news quickly spread around Corvallis, and then the Oregonians started commenting in the paper about the ludicrous and foolish performances, and that there were sudden outbreaks of deranged behavior, and Corvallis found itself really ridiculed at this point. Um, and so the local press had had enough, and so the authorities were like, yo, I need to question these fools. And and the citizens also began making overt threats against Good. Edmund. So I think I would. <laughs> yeah seriously so in two to three weeks following the bonfire um it kind of seemed like the, the sect was breaking up a little bit like Ovi here came to his senses after they ruined all his stuff like come to your senses two weeks right. prior and so you can still have your stuff yeah. yeah and he threw the worshipers out of his house and Creffield and Brooks that guy that instantly converted on the spot they disappeared from town and Donna Starr was hauled back to Portland by her husband, Burgess Starr, which I just really like that name. Yeah, Burgess. Um, Do it. Yeah. Don- Donna's 15-year-old sister was still committed at the time. Um, her old- older brothers, George and Mary, said she was uh, diagnosed with acute, George and Perry, I meant <laughs> to say, uh, diagnosed with acute religious mania and possessing a mind almost unhinged by religious fanatics. Oh, damn. That'll do it. Yeah. So, mm. Totally. So Crevin and Brooks disappeared mid-December, taking up residence in a house across the Willamette River from Corvallis with about 10 followers that had remained loyal. And the townspeople got wind of this. So on the evening of January 4th, 1904, a group of roughly 20 men arrived at the house, apprehended Crefield and Brooks, and marched them through the streets of Corvallis, stripped them to cover, stripped them to cover them in tar and feathers, which is such a weird punishment. Wow, I can't believe they're going there. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and this is where this is where Edmund's secret was revealed. I almost didn't want to mention this part, but it's literally mentioned everywhere. And I was like, this isn't why these fucking girls followed him, but whatever. Oh, so this is where 
Edwin's secret was revealed. Apparently, ladies' man Edmund had a gigantic I knew ass it. that he I called. I knew it. Yes. There has to be some redeeming quality, and he wasn't cute. He was short. He was scrawny. He's like, not that nice. Gotta have mm-hmm. a huge peen. Guarantee yep. you who was wearing At- tight pants all the time. Mm. He was making sure everybody 100%. knew about it. Yep. Yep. yep, and he called his he called his penis that was thirteen inches. Shit, the lucky. Fuck. That would hurt. It was. Lucky. I haven't even. <laughs> yeah. So maybe he's like, yeah. Obviously, I'm God's miracle. Yeah. Look at me. I'd buy you know it. What? At that point, I'd be like, all right, maybe you are right. <laughs> but like, well, I don't know. Wow. I would. I find this like slightly irrelevant because it could say that these women are just like, oh, big dick. Yeah. Like I feel like no, it was it was mind yeah. control. Oh, yeah. But that. But the big dick probably gave him that big dick big confidence. Dick energy. Big energy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Big dick energy. Yeah. Wow. So that's when his that's when his big secret wow, was revealed. Wow. He was probably yeah. he was probably like slightly smirking as he's being tarred and feathered naked in the square. Yeah, it like, all makes sense now. Yeah, you can look at it. <laughs> he's like, now you guys know. Take a look. Know. Now I'm you so know. Ashamed. <laughs> Seriously. So. They were tarred and feathered, and they were told to leave town. It didn't stop Edmund. I mean, I think after revealing his 13-inch friend, Lucky, he was like, I mean, who's going to say no to me now? So the next day, this is when he went to the courthouse, and he married his second choice, Maud. Oh, she was because Esther. Yeah, because Esther was still locked up, which isn't a great feeling. I don't know if you guys watched The Bachelor, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of like on Pilot Pete's season when... He, like, proposed to Hannah, but he was like, I don't know, because Madison left, so oh, you're the yeah. only one here. No, I like, feel like, no thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no. But Maude was all in. Yeah. She was, like, she was super in. She was like, I saw the time so, feathering. I'm into yeah. it. Yeah. I saw it Lucky. <laughs> I saw Lucky. Who names him Lucky? Lucky. Oh, my God. So the townspeople were super pissed that night, and the vigilantes, I think, called the White Hats, they showed up at Frank Hurt's house. That's Ovi Hurt's son, because they, Ovi was a get out, and Frank was still all in with the cult. Um... And they showed up at Frank Hurt's house just as Frank and two women were leaving and went looking for Edmund and, and Brooks. Um, but the two women that were leaving with Frank were Edmund and Brooks dressed as drag or dressed in drag. So wow, this them. story has everything. <laughs> they got away. <laughs> it really I mean, does. honestly, it's like it's like, is right? this real? Oh, shit. This is amazing. Yeah. There's not a whole lot more. I won't. I mean, if, hopefully you're not getting bored. No. But you said it's amazing. How could you get I was going to say, what's this? boring about this? It just keeps tacking on. Like, I'm like, what? There's drag now? Yeah. Like, this is There's tarring, yeah. feathering. This guy's big got dick it. energy. Yeah. Drag. Yeah, everything. Seriously. So, for everyone. So, Edmund, Edmund was never seen in Corvallis again, and he moved his church to Portland and declared himself the second savior. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. Ovi's fed up and he he fed up he's fed up this dude's ruining his family so he makes Maud move back in with him tells him he's got a her he's got to divorce him um so in 1904 Corvallis thought they'd seen the last of the holy rollers but now with Edmund in Portland and I don't know if you remember uh Donna Starr was taken oh, back yeah. to Portland like with her husband Burgess yeah but now that Edmund is in the same city as Donna Whoa. oh she's back to wild yep Do- <laughs> yep, she's what she and she is wild and Donna fell back under Edmund's spell and Burgess filed a complaint with the DA because at this time adultery was illegal um, and it was a crime uh, accusing Edmund of committing adultery and Burgess wasn't alone 12 other men had already filed the same oh complaint. God. Whoa, yeah, Donna was then was then forced to sign an affidavit that she had had sex with Edmund and Edmund went on the run because he was like I ain't getting in trouble like, for this. this. He's like no way. Yeah. <laughs> 
So without their leader, many of the flock moved back into Frank Hurt's place uh, and continued their rolling and praying. Cora Hartley was (laughs) taken... Yeah, Cora Hartley was taken home, but she spent most of the spring praying in a dark closet. Oh, sweet angel. Um, Maud stopped calling Ovi father. At least it wasn't Black Devil, though. Because she said there was only one father and he was in heaven. Um, So she called her dad Old Man Hurt at this time. He was Old Man Hurtin. (laughs) This poor guy. Oh, man. He was Old Man Hurt. So sad. Poor Ovi. So Maud also... Maude also turned all the pictures facing the wall in their home. Be- I'm surprised they still had pictures. I don't know, because it reflected vanity in the world. Wow. She would fast for days at a time, and then she would also run into a crowded room, fall to her knees, and pray for the salvation of everyone there. Oh, I do that I'd be like, though, don't so invite that bitch yeah. to my party. Yeah. Keep yeah. her away. Yeah. yeah. So, that's not weird. Yes. I do that all the time. Yeah, she's still, yeah, yeah she's awesome. Imagine? That'd actually be, like, kind of funny. <laughs> You'd be like, be like bring your sister on. out again. <laughs> yeah. she's wild have you guys seen Maude get her get her drunk let's see what she does <laughs> it's so funny so they were back to driving the whole town crazy and most of the holy rulers were sent to an insane asylum Maude and May Hurt their mother Sarah Frank Hurt all of Ovi's family uh, Frank Hurt his wife Molly the Seelys all committed oh, man. and the others were taken home and watched by their oh, families no. um, now in May of 1904 Edmund was found. Oh boy, dead. And guess and guess where he was found? Dead. He had been living in a hole under Ovi Hertz's house the whole time. That's exactly what I was going to guess. <laughs> <laughs> he was thin and naked. No. Do you think Maude this knew? Is the best story ever. <laughs> Seriously, poor Ovi's like. Thinks he's got rid of this guy. And he's been living under his He's probably, house, like, talking naked. shit on the regular about this dude. Meanwhile, he's in a hole under his house. <laughs> yeah. Shit. So I guess this this must have been before they were all committed because... Um, so this is a quote from Ovi in uh, uh, Teresa McCracken's book. And it, it's kind of... I didn't realize this, and this is really awesome, though. Even though it was early 1900s um, and girls got married super young, at least that the law did recognize these girls oh, as children. Oh, so I they're... Well, he could have gotten in trouble, but you'll hear. Mm. So, so when Crefield had been hiding under Hurt's house, um, he had gone on purifying. In Teresa McCracken's book, there's a quote from Ovi that says, uh, and this is after him finding out Ovi was hiding under his house for months. I cannot. Uh, Ovi says, there were prayer services and purification services almost daily, Ovi said. When I was at work, he would come out from under the floor and hold orgies Stop. in my home. What the fuck? That's when you need Simply Safe to watch your <laughs> seriously <laughs> to watch your living and room. And so, like, and so, like, Sarah, his wife, and Maude would be like, "Hey, you can come up now." Yeah, black on, Devil's out. Like, orgy time. Let's do the Black this. Devil's the out. Black, black Devil devil's flies gone. at yeah, midnight. Yeah, Old man hurt. He's gone. Seriously. Yeah. So, Crefield had made love to all the women of his flock, even May, Ovi's little girl. May have been sixteen, but went, but. She would always be Ovi's little girl. Ovi said, "I learned from her lips all that had been going on." As he'd had her on, as I'd had her on my knee, she told me this story. I do feel a little, I feel bad for Ovi, a little weird that he had a 16 year old yeah. on his knee, yeah. but whatever. There's a lot, there's a lot to unpack. Uh, different time, scene, I guess. But... Yeah. Yeah, different yeah. time. Yeah. Um, but the only thing that kept her father from prosecute, prosecuting Crefield is that he didn't want to, the publicity that would probably be detrimental to his daughter. Had Crefield been found guilty of sexual relations with teenage girls, he would have been sent to prison for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah, Ovi felt the worst had already happened, though. His wife was hopelessly insane, and nothing could 
um, undo what had already be done to his little girl. So oh. why go through the public humiliation revealing in court? That. But then it says it's a dis- well, then it says it's a decision he would regret later. Because I was gonna be like, good dad. He's just looking out right? for his kid. Right? Yeah. But shit. But I think he yeah. So when Edmund was ha- found under the house, he held out his arms and pro- proclaimed, "I am Elijah." <laughs> Stop. Every time I think this, like, the last, like, awesome detail has come out, you're like, wait, there's more, bitch. I'm like, wait. So the, Edmund. the cops find him and he goes, I'm Elijah. No, you're not. I'd be like, no, you Edmund. We know. <laughs> no, you Edmund. Like, they're just going to be like, oh, okay, sir. See you later. Okay, Elijah, you're <laughs> yeah, under yeah, arrest. Yeah. Yep. But we're not going to refer to him from his new biblical no, name. This is, nope, he's Edmund. Edmund. So when Edmund was, so then he was sent. I'm Elijah. incredible. You need to title this episode. I am Elijah. (laughs) Seriously. So then he was sent to Portland to face the adultery charge. And guess what? He Ted Bundied that shit. He declined a lawyer and said God was his lawyer. And he, he Ted Bundied before Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy. He Ted Bundied harder than Ted Bundy. He said God was his lawyer. He was pulling a bundy. Seriously. Um, and the judge asked Edmund if he knew people thought he was insane. And Edmund replied, God hadn't mentioned that. So. Yo. He's like, well, shit. Big guy never told it. me. So, yeah. So pr- probably not. God would have said it. Um, yeah. So during his six weeks waiting in jail, his fen- fellow inmates originally despised him at first, but then he, he became very well respected. Because he's a like, fucking cult How leader. do these people manipulate it's everyone? Literally what is everyone. This? Yeah. Uh, during the trial, Donna Starr took the stand and confirmed their adulterous relationship. Edmund called no witnesses, and he told the jury that his laws were the Ten Commandments, and he had broken none of them, except one is adultery, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, idea. Yeah. But it, but it's not adultery because Edmund explains it by saying that no, he had purged Donna's flesh from sin. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. So, yeah, yeah. So the judge then asked him um, if he had or if he had just admitted to adultery, and Edmund replied, "Yes, in the eyes of the world, I'm guilty, but God is on my side, and in the eyes of God, I'm innocent." Oh my God, he's like, "Fuck you, easy breezy." He's like, "Yeah, it's kind of like that." Kind of like that loan. He was like, God told me I don't have to pay it. Yeah. So, so there that goes. God like, also said, reality, you don't have to sentence me. Yeah. In reality, much. I did commit adultery, but like in a more real reality, I did not. Mm. He's so. like, in the grand yeah, scheme so of things, no. Yeah. Yes. So you're putting God's elect behind bars. That's on right? you, judge. Yeah. Like, good, good yeah. luck with that, judge. The judge became yeah. a fucking cult member. <laughs> Seriously. So Edmund was found guilty, sentenced two years in prison, and he did 17 months and was released December 1905. Ugh. So he had modded divorce at that time, and she was living with her dad. But when Ovi got out, she left and she moved to Seattle with Edmund Jesus. in early April to remarry with Esther Mitchell a- acting as his emissary. I don't know what that means, but that's he's got the two wives. Sounds good. Um, yeah. And he was able to reestablish communication with the rest of the flock. Frank and Molly were already in Seattle trying to rebuild their lives. Uh, most of everyone else had been released from the asylum. Sarah, Ovi's wife, also went to Seattle. Oh, no. <sighs> wow. So he wins yeah. in the end. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily. Huh. Oh, no. Mm. I don't know. It depends on how you okay. look at the end. Oh, no. So Crefield told them of his plan to establish a camp on the Oregon coast near the town of Waldpart, almost 70 miles west of Corvallis, where he and his disciples could be free to worship. Um, but Edmund was so angry. He told his flock he was so angry 
with Portland, Corvallis, Seattle, and randomly San Francisco. What? I'm just mad at it. Uh, yeah, um, at that Francisco. he called the ra- yeah that he called the wrath of God on them, and this is where uh, this guy gets fucking oh, no. lucky. And because yeah, these they get lucky. Um, he gets lucky with his insane ramblings. And a few days after he called the wrath of God on all these places, a 7.8 magnitude it. earthquake hit San Francisco, destroying 80% of the city. And he's like, and everyone's like, whoa, he commanded that. Like, we don't want him shit. to get mad at us. Yeah. So. It uh, can't be the fault line that everybody lives on. It's got to be. Right? Yeah. It's got to be the wrath no, it's of like, God. It's, it's Elijah. Yeah, it's clearly. Elijah. Yeah. So they set up camp on the coast. Um, Frank Hurt was the only remaining male in the group, uh, and he went with his wife Molly and their five-month-old Ruth. Um, Donna Starr will not be deterred by a petty adultery trial, by the way. Homegirls. Yeah. So she snuck out of her home at night. Holy shit, Donna. Leaving her husband Burgess and three children and boarded a train from Portland to Corvallis. And before leaving, she left a note for her husband saying, I have taken about $3.50 of your money, but I guess I have been worth that much to you. It is not enough to pay my fare, and I will have to walk to the place I am going. Well, shit. I'd be like, then why'd you take my $3.50 if you didn't even fucking need it? (laughs) Yeah, what's the point, ma'am? I love how she's still having to be like, what a dick you are. I have to walk part of the way, okay? (laughs) Yeah. You didn't even have enough money for me to steal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to leave you and my kids, but it's At that point, he should have been like, you know what? Good riddance. Go. Go, please. I'm sick of this. Yeah. So after getting off the train at Corvallis, she made the nearly 70-mile journey on foot across oh, ha- hazardous mountain channels and rough coastal trains. She had to get to Lucky. Holy 70 shit. miles for Lucky is nothing. Yeah. yeah. What you Damn. won't do for the D. <laughs> Seriously. So spurned husbands were now calling for Crefield's blood. Lewis Hartley, uh, newly abandoned by his wife and daughter, purchased a revolver and tracked Crefield to a boat landing at Wakina Bay where he and others were waiting a ferry to South Beach. Hartley pointed the gun at Crefield and pulled the trigger five times. But he had been sold the gun by his friend who did not want Hartley to get in trouble. So he gave him the wrong cartridge for the gun Uh. and it malfunctioned. Hartley shot it five times, but nothing happened. Oh, so now it looks like Edmund's invincible. Now he can be like, oh, I can't die. This is all just lining up for him. Like these guys can't catch a fucking break. It's true. Yeah, and so, seriously. And so Crefield and the others escaped, and I actually think I read somewhere this poor guy, like, went after the gun wouldn't work, he lunged at Crefield, and the ferry took off, and he ended up falling in the oh, water. So, man. like, dude. So embarrassing. Right? It's like, now you just look dumb, and that's sad. I know, it's that's sad. That's a big, epic fail. Really is. Yeah, so the, the newspapers began to call for vigilante action. The husband, quote, the husbands or fathers of these misguided women who run a, a f- after this faker seem to have something lacking in their makeup, the Oregonian proclaimed. Or the holy ruler would have been long gone and given treatment that would have prevented him from carrying out a portion of the religious rite which he accused of practicing on his victims. Basically, the paper is calling the fa- fathers, husbands, brothers a bunch of pussies yeah. because at this time, this time in Oregon, I guess... If if a man slept with uh, a guy's wife, they could kill them, and they were often let off. Like it was oh, like a shit. thing. Oh. Like it wasn't like a like a law, but it was like the jury would like find the guy law. innocent. Kind of like that, like honor killing kind of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like that. Yeah. So um, Edmund didn't care. He ramped it up a notch when he got on the island, and he told them that they should all live like Adam and Eve and be naked. Um, He's like, because I need to show off up- my good asset. Yeah. 
serious. Yeah, it's because he's got to he got to right? keep him around. Yeah. So they ended up moving into a cave a on cave. the beach, sharing only sharing only four blankets and eating shellfish to survive. Oh, fuck. I'd be How? Yeah, you would be fucked. <laughs> I do not like shellfish. I'd be like, well, this really? is the end of me. Yep. <laughs> well, you always got pe- you always got peaches. That's true. I do I mean, always that's have true. peaches. You better save those yeah, pits. That's yeah. why they should have saved them. <laughs> So uh, Edmund was like not really down with living off the land. He thought he was probably better than it. So he left his followers there and him and Maud um, and Esther went up to Seattle and rented an apartment. Oh, you know, okay. his, his two wives in that, you know, Eden like apartment course, in Seattle. Yeah. You, know. you know, on Monday, May 7th, 1906, Edmund was outside a grocery store when George Mitchell, brother of Esther and Donna Starr, walked up and shot and killed Edmund. You know what? Yes. Okay, I was like, five. but where's the twist? I was like, high five. Well, no, he was so casual. He stood there smoking a cigar when the cops came up. He was just like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> He's like, it. and I'd do it again. Love yeah, it. the cops are like, I like, the, yes. I like this guy's right? style. Oh. Wow, yeah. Power move. Yeah. Love it. That's insane. And Maud, Maud laid quietly beside Edmund's body. Um, in, jo- in, in jail, George was given every comfort they could oh, give him. Yes. He was concerned. He was considered a hero, yes. and everyone even raised $30,000 for his bail, which seems like a lot that at seems the time. That must have been so much money. Seriously. Yeah. Now, Maud did not wear black to Edmund's funeral because she was sure he would be resurrected. Quote, in four days, Joshua will be in our midst again, and Satan will be rebuked. So I guess he's back to Joshua. I don't know. Wow. I can't keep up. Um, on the island, a few local tradesmen found the brides of Christ still living in the cave, eating shellfish. Like, eh. oh my god! <laughs> just imagine they're just like, eh. like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they, but they refused to believe Edmund was dead and wouldn't leave. So poor fucking Ovi oh, was no. told where they were, and he had to go down and bring them oh back. My god. Like, I'd be on, like, guys. I'm done. They can live there. Yeah. Let me get you. Yeah, let me get you a blanket. Come on, Sarah. I still love you. <laughs> like, Meanwhile, she's like, Fuck me, the black you, black devil. devil. <laughs> yes. Uh, so George Mitchell pled not guilty on reason of temporary insanity. The defense gave the crowd all the dirty details of what was going on inside the cult, and they made the case that any man whose sisters, daughters, and wives were who were ruined would have gone bonkers too. Ovi Hurt, Burgess Starr, and Lewis Hartley testified for the defense. The jury took an hour and declared him not guilty. Amazing! Wow, Yay. that's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. So. As George was preparing to go home, one of the other brothers was begging Esther to forgive George and say goodbye to him, but she refused up until now. Uh-oh. She showed up she showed up at the train station, and just before the train left, she walked up and softly said goodbye to her brother and then pulled out a pistol and I shot him. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Oh, man. Yeah. <sighs> she said, quote, I, ki- I killed him because he killed Joshua. We were commanded to do it. The twisties and the turnies in this case. This man. is insane. Yep. So twisty. Yeah, she killed her own brother God because damn. he killed her prophet and her yeah. husband, I but guess. But it's like, who's going to wash away that sin now? Yeah. Well, Maud called the police after because she, when she heard he was dead, she assumed she would be wanted too. And she was because she helped plan it and bought the gun. Maud and Esther were found to be insane and were held in jail when Maud took strychnine and died, oh, and it was shit. given to her by her cous- cousin who had visited her. Esther spent two years in prison before being released, and after five years, she too took strychnine and died in 1914. Oh my God. Damn. Yeah, so no one ever spoke about this again, and it was like an embarrassing mark on the region, and Holy no shit. one could really. 
no one could really explain why so many women from like upstanding families like went off right. the rails and that's the story of Edmund Creffield and the that's Holy Rollers. That's so good. That's a story. You killed that. that. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, wow. It's crazy. I can't believe I have not heard of this story. I know. Like, that was insane. It's it's not well known the at Holy all. Holy Rollers. Like, yeah, like I would at least think I would know where yeah. that term yeah. was from. Because I've heard it a lot. Yeah, I've used all it. the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like when I'm like, oh god, though those holy like they're like overly religious yeah. people. Like I didn't, which I guess it does make sense that that's what it means. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for doing this. You enjoyed the story. Uh, yes. We loved the story, and thank you so much for having us. I know. It was awesome. Oh my god, I loved it. Maybe when we are all out of quarantine, we can like pair up for a live show. Yes. Maybe that, that would be oh. so much fun. That's happening. It'll be really fun. So get ready. Um, <laughs> tell everyone where they can find you on your socials in the pod. I'll let Ash do the the social. Oh God, you can find us on Instagram at. Oh, I have. Yeah, to I don't okay. know them. <laughs> Morbid Podcast. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at a Morbid Podcast. You can send us a Gmail at morbidpodcast at gmail and you can listen to us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Um, we can. Yeah, we're pretty much anywhere. Yeah. That's all our yeah. stuff. Woo. Yeah. And hopefully we'll have Thank live you guys. shows at some point soon. I know. Seriously. <laughs> I know. Right. Ugh, it's it depressing. Really is. <laughs> it really is. But at least you're not a part of the Brides of Christ. It could always so. be worse. There, we always have that. It really could. <laughs> yeah. That is always in our favor. <laughs> we'll always have Edmund. <laughs> all right. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Now you can stop recording.